Hello, and welcome to the Valued Living Podcast, where we'll share tips and ways to help you begin to discover life value to create the life you want and deserve. I'm your host, Ava Blaylark, author of the number one new release in the Amazon Kindle store, Valued, Things I Wish My Mom Would Have Told Me, and the upcoming Beautifully Valued, Things I Wish My Dad Would Have Told Me. I'm a school social worker, therapist, author, and speaker. You can find out more at www.avalblaylark.com. Welcome to a brand new season of the Valued Living Podcast. This season, we are talking to the men. Today, I talk with Pastor Tracy Stingley, and we address the value of dreams and passion. He is a musician, singer, and songwriter, and together we explore the question, do you know what your passion is and how do you pursue it? Who is your role model for chasing your dreams? Through personal storytelling and transparency, Tracy shares his experience growing up and how his mother directly and indirectly modeled and developed passion within him and how he tries to instill the same guidance in his own children. Ultimately, our passion comes from the creator, our heavenly father. Listen in. Welcome to another episode of the Valued Living Podcast. Today on Valued Living, we're talking about the value of dreams, knowing and pursuing your passions. With us today is Tracy LeJordan Stingley Sr., pastor, musician, singer, and songwriter. Welcome, Tracy, and thank you so much for being here. Hey, Ava, thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So first off, tell us um, more about what you do, your new project, and just all the exciting things that you have going on. Thanks so much. Well, uh, I am, as you said, Tracy, and um, I have the incredible honor of serving as the lead pastor of the Bridge Church. It's a new church in the city of Chicago, um, and it's been very exciting, challenging, and uh, as best as we can, God honoring. And so that's mm-hmm. what I've been up to these days. Um, uh, and that and my family, just taking care of my family, the wife and the uh, seven children. So for everybody that's listening, I have seven, seven. four Dang. boys, three girls. Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> a lot of my time is spent with them and them just focusing on the church. And then lastly, um, uh, my music, uh, mm-hmm. working on music and writing and producing and releasing music. Please, please, please tell us about um, your new single. I think it's called All of My Help. That is correct. All That's of it? My- okay. Yes, yes. And as you know, uh, Psalm 20, 121 says, all of my help comes from, uh, I look to the hills from which comes my help, my help coming from the Lord. And yeah. so it's kind of birthed from that passage. Um, and it was birthed from uh, the varying experiences where I had literally no one but to God to trust and depend on. And I have so many testimonies where, uh, it was literally nobody but God. It couldn't have been anybody but God. There were situations where uh, my mother tried to help out or others tried to help out, but God was like, no, nah, this one's on me. And yeah. so um, I was with some friends and we uh, got together and the song, the melody came and then the lyrics came and 
and here we are a few years later we have released this song and it's been interesting because uh, if you don't know the music business it can be a very uh, challenging experience to be in the music business regardless of the genre and yeah. as an independent artist I was extremely grateful that the day that we released the song it was um, top 20 on wow. iTunes um, and I don't have like a huge mm. following or anything like that it was just grassroots family and friends uh, downloading streaming and sharing the song and so yeah. it's, it's been well uh, even with uh, me being an independent artist as a matter of fact just before we got on this call I received a message from someone saying hey uh, I just want to let you know I've been singing your song for the past two days it's been getting me through these days and so mm-hmm. um, so I'm grateful for the opportunity to share with the world what I believe God has shared with me yeah and honestly I feel like that's really what it's all about right mm. like I definitely was in that number I was downloading um, and listening <laughs> I, I love the song um, and you know, that's part of your, that's part of your passion, right, yeah. is music. Yeah. And I feel like I've low-key watched you grow up from afar because I mm. still remember you, like, young teenager mm-hmm. playing. You played at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you are just a grown man with seven kids <laughs> um, and and doing your thing. So, yes, you know, I'm super proud of you. I appreciate it. Um, um, so, you know, when I speak, you know, or to come and talk to me, and I kind of gave you a couple topics, um, and you chose this um, this value in dreams and passion, um, and following your dreams and following your passion. So, um, just I want you to just kind of share like your first thoughts, um, and, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, well, to be honest, my first thoughts when I heard from you, I was just extremely grateful, honored. Um, and was like, uh oh, <laughs> like, uh oh, what do what do I do? What do I say? But I was very grateful for the invitation. Um, and with this particular topic, this uh, topic can be one of the most uh, ambiguous sort of things, where it's like mm-hmm. it's something that's very challenging for people to often for people to discover or to figure out. And so. Um, uh, this was something that as a child, I was really blessed in that it was a little bit predetermined for me. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this is something that I'm I'm actually very passionate about. Uh, and, okay. uh, I actually believe that this is a part of my responsibility on this side of heaven um, to yeah. help people identify and lean into their passions, their purpose and what God has called them to do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you kind of said it like it, it's something that's typically hard for people to discover. You know, people have jobs, you know, they have the things that, that make them money so that they can pay their bills. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are like unhappy with what they do or they just mm-hmm. don't know exactly what it is that mm-hmm. they're supposed to be doing, you know. Um, and, and sometimes I feel like people, there's a saying that, you know, whatever you would do for free, right? It's like mm. your passion mm-hmm. or your purpose. And, I, and I'm kind of like, I, I'm halfway with it, but I'm also like, <laughs> people got bills. So, right, I right, mean, right. ideally, your passion, <laughs> your purpose would also help you pay your bills because totally. uh, this, this is not the world where you could do anything for free, um, yep. especially with the inflation right now. Yep. Um, 
but you know you talked about it kind of being predetermined for you as a child um Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit more about that like what was your experience with that like your parents um and and that kind of thing yeah so I'm the youngest child of my parents I'm the third child I'm the only boy and when my mother was pregnant with me uh Uh, Earlier on in the pregnancy, uh, the doctors discovered some tumors growing inside of her uh, intestines as well or inside of her stomach as well. Mm -hmm. And basically, they suggested or recommended that she have the surgery to remove the tumors. Um, And that would subsequently be removing me as well. Like she would be um, having abortion. Uh, And she told them, uh, no, this would be my son and this would be my musician. Again, this was earlier on in the pregnancy. They hadn't, and this was 30 plus years ago. So technology is, wasn't what it is now. Yeah. Um, and medical advancements uh, weren't what they are now. Uh, but uh, she believed that I would be her son, her uh, first son, and uh, actually the last uh, only son. And she believed that I would be her musician. Um, and so when I say it was predetermined for me, that's what I'm referencing. The fact yeah. that even before I took a breath on this side of heaven, uh, my mother knew. And I like to uh, view it as this, like my mother was just the vessel that God had chosen, um, the vessel that he knew he could trust to birth what he wanted birth in this world. Um, somebody that wouldn't abort uh, what he had planned. And so um I don't think it was just uh, her wishful thinking or her just pulling something out of the hat. I really believe that it was something that God put on her heart, that this would be her son and this would be her musician. And I can uh, support that with the reality that, again, for the first 17, 18 years of my life, that was how I was really defined um, as my mama's. I was a mama's boy and my mama's Mm -hmm. musician. And this testimony really... um, kind of informed my life uh and it wasn't until I was 17 years old and uh I was on the east side of Chicago in a little bitty one bedroom uh, apartment by myself uh having had some issues at home that led me to being there um I was in that apartment and that's when God revealed to me um he said to me and I believe this with all my heart he said you were her son and her musician, but you're my son and my minstrel, my son and my minister. And that is when my life started to shift from just identifying as just a musician or just uh, a mama's boy, but uh, someone that as best as I could identify with like, okay, it's more than just being a musician. There's a, a, a mission behind this. There's a purpose behind this. There's ministry behind this. And so that's when I started leaning more into not just my passion, but my purpose. And that is something that um, I think is important to delineate when we talk mm-hmm. about dreams and passion. Um, passion is emotional. And although that may uh, generally have a negative connotation, I don't mean it with a negative connotation we are human beings emotional beings um and passion is something that helps us identify with what resonates within us it helps us identify with what we value what we truly care about and although passion is great in that regard it is just emotional but purpose 
is eternal. Purpose goes beyond uh, the cultural boundaries. Purpose goes beyond just the human element of this life. Um, and it reminds me of the passage where gifts and callings are irrevocable. The mm. calling on your life, the purpose on your life goes far beyond whatever passions you may have passions can help you identify that purpose or help you align with that purpose but we have to be able to um identify and separate passion from purpose you are preaching (laughs) (laughs) I, i like that the passion is emotional but it helps you identify that purpose and that purpose is god given yes and eternal yes that yes yeah and and, yeah. and I, I want to share this too because you you talked about um, uh, this as well in terms of that kind of cliche idea of you know um, it's what you would do if 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 you what was it if it's free or if you didn't have yeah, it. like you do it for free you would do it for free right um, the the word passion comes from a uh, Latin word from second century uh, passio, which literally means suffering. And that's where we got the, and and even back then it was literally only a theological word. And it was only in reference to the passion of the passio, the suffering of Christ. That's where we have now the passion of Christ and what we saw with that Mel Gibson uh, depiction of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But that word, it originally meant suffering. Over the time, over the years, over the centuries, it has evolved to mean a number of different things to have a number of different other connotations from, uh, again, from uh, like a deep emotion or some of it even have like a a sexual connotation to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the original meaning was literally suffering. And so another way to identify with passion is what would you suffer without doing? Or I said another way, uh, what is it? And I, I like viewing it this way, like, because even money is cultural and mm-hmm. I, we don't even realize this. I, I, I've been thinking about this the last couple of weeks and this may be a little radical or a bit extreme. But just imagine what if everything in this life was free? What if mm-hmm. you did not have to pay for gas? You did not have to pay, which gas is very high right now. Right. But what, if you not, <laughs> what if we did not have to pay for food or water? What if we did not have to pay for anything? What if money was not an item or an option or an issue? What if everything in this life was free? Mm-hmm. What would you do? I believe a good way of framing that is what would uh, I not be able to live without doing not mm-hmm. just what would I do you know if it was free or if I didn't have to pay for anything but what would I not be able to live without mm-hmm. and you, you said I'm preaching I'm sorry but I, I love <laughs> no, I, go ahead <laughs> the whole cons my god the whole concept of the passion of Christ is he could not live without us He could not live in eternity without us being reconciled with him. And so he went through what he went through. He suffered what he suffered because that's what he could not live without. Yeah. And so for us and how do we identify is what can you not live without? And sometimes I'll I'll share this too. Sometimes it's a journey for us to discover that I related to like finding your person. 
right? Mm-hmm. Finding your purpose is, it can be very similar to finding your person in that, you know, sometimes we're, we are dating and we're exploring different situationships, um, exploring mm-hmm. what we connect with, uh, who we like, the things that we like about them. Um, and uh, for those of us that have at some point found that person, it, we know it's like, oh, this is the one that I cannot live without. Yeah, this other person may be cute. Yeah, this other person may have a nice bank account and a nice credit score and all these other, you know, attributes that are attractive. But this one right here, I cannot live without. And so similarly with when it comes to passion, we could be passionate about a number of different things and Mm -hmm. we can be uh, doing a number of different things. But the question of life is what can I not live without? Not what can I just get, what can I do, but what can I not do? I cannot live without doing this thing. And so, yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. What could could I not live without? (laughs) Right? Like if I don't do this, what am I even doing? (laughs) Yes. Like what am I doing at all? Um, Your story, I don't know if... um, you know, for people out there listening, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, I met you through my, my husband, Karan, who wasn't mm-hmm. my husband then, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys knew each other before we were married, mm-hmm. but you guys um, share that a similar story um, of your mom speaking that, mm-hmm. uh, that music into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if he's ever shared with you um, how she bought him a bass guitar and she just set it in his room and he wow. didn't touch it for, for years. Wow. Um, but God told her, like, you're going to play bass. Wow. And it wasn't until, you know, like, God spoke to him, essentially, and he wow. picked it up. Um, and, like, years later, years after she bought it, years after it had just been sitting in his room. Wow. So, um, you guys, yeah, share a, a similar story. Wow. Um, I never knew that. And I've been knowing yeah. that man for, like, 15, yeah. maybe plus years. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And, I, and I, I find that amazing, right? Just parents. Yep. speaking, you know, into their children's life because, you know, our, they're our parents, right? God is our oh. Heavenly Father, yep. but, but these are people who take care of us um, on yep. earth. And, you know, ultimately they, they should be um, giving you what God has given them to give you. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, yes. right? Because yes. it, it's God who you know, like you said, who predestined us, who formed us in, you know, in yep. the womb, right? Yep. And we're created for his purpose, yep. essentially. I know, like, my parents, I, I feel like growing up, my passion was just to, to get away. Mm. <laughs> to get away and to be better. Um, it, it, was, it, it was for myself, kind of, mm. like, I need to get away. I need to be better. Um, I need to just be a better, a better parent mm-hmm. is kind of what my passion was. So I knew I wanted to go to college. And do something so that I can make money. Um, I hear that. And, you know, I, I went and I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to mm-hmm. be like a, a pediatrician. That was my thing. And I remember taking my first, walking into my first biology class at U of I um, and, and walking right out when it was over and never going back. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because I was like, yeah, no, I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't even like science like that. Um, That's hilarious. So, so that wasn't going to work for me. Um, and, and I went through just a series of just trying to, to figure out, but I, I did know that I wanted to help. Mm. Like, I was like, I want to, you know, I, I, I didn't know like a bunch of other careers. I wanted to be a pediatrician cause I wanted to work. I knew I wanted to work with kids. I wanted to help kids. 
Um, and then that's like all I knew. Okay, I'll, I'll be a doctor. Because mm. um, doctors help kids, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it, it took a while, like you said, to find the thing that I, I can't live without doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that is helping, mm-hmm. right? In, in mm-hmm. different ways. It's, it's the therapy. It's, you yep. know, the, the school social work. It's the, yep. the writing the books and, yep. you know, and, and actually, like you said, really feeling like I found that more eternal purpose mm-hmm. versus the more emotional mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. type of deal. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm supposed to be helping. Yes. Yes. You know, there's no, no other way to put it for me. <laughs> and, and, and that's so interesting because even as you share that, I think about the fact the well, the idea that that purpose is not specific. It's kind of vague. Yeah. And a lot of times we spend our energy trying to find something specific and that's mm-hmm. why we miss it because we're trying mm-hmm. to find some specific or even I would say superficial. Like, no, yeah. it's something spiritual and it can't be bottled inside of something s- specific. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like, like if I have the calling of helping, like that can be manifested in so many different avenues or different, you know, expressions. And yeah. so again, like, uh, we spend so much energy trying to, you know, capsize it into, oh, I have to be a doctor or whatever it is. Like, no, right. like it's bigger than that. Like mm-hmm. you can do it through that, but it's bigger than that. And as much as I can, I want to help people understand like it's bigger than that. It's yeah. bigger than uh, even for me, like it's not just music. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. for me, it's not just Uh, speaking or preaching like it's bigger than that I believe my mission my purpose in life is to be a bridge and that could be a bridge to the 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 poor and the wealthy the bridge to this uh ethnicity to another and and it, it it shows up in so many different ways but the idea is that you're here to help connect people and that even comes into connecting them with God, connecting them with their calling, connecting them with, you know, something so much bigger than what, honestly, what the eye can see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You said something, um, you know, when we were just like preparing and I'm going to read it because I want to quote it and make sure I have it right. Because <laughs> okay. I want to share it. Um, and, and I want you to, you know, just talk a little bit about it. But you said the true benefit of transparency is when we actually allow our experiences to grow us into better versions of ourselves so that we can pass on the keys to succeeding and not just the how-to of repeating our mistakes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So the truth of the matter is we are the template for our children, Mm -hmm. Um, whether we realize it or not, whether we're intentional about it or not, we are the template. And for me, uh, as I was entering into becoming a parent and as I have, you know, been a parent for some years now, one of the things that has really stood out as a value for me is transparency, but in transparency, it's not something that I just expose my failures or expose, you know, the things where I make mistakes or expose, you know, where I've gone wrong. But it's it's experiences that I have learned from, I have grown from, and I'm mm-hmm. not just telling them 
oh, the bad things I've done or showing them the bad things I've done, but I'm showing the lessons that I've learned and helping them to apply the lessons so that they don't just end up repeating my mistakes or they don't just end up repeating what I've been doing. And uh, and so for me, you know, growing up, there wasn't a lot of transparency um, for us, you know, with the adults like they didn't really disclose a lot to us, you know, mm-hmm. we were children. I vividly remember the many times my auntie have silenced me saying like uh, this is an adult conversation. Stay <laughs> and, in a child's place. That's exactly. what they said. <laughs> Stay in a child's place. And I vividly remember the many times of hearing that. Um, and the thing that has really been important to me as a parent is this child is not property this is a person and i am not supposed to operate as if their property and their mechanicals just robots that's going to do a certain thing but i have to help them evolve and help them learn and navigate this life in the way that prepares them as a person Um, and so like transparency is a very key element of helping them to develop as a person because i'm saying hey here is what I've done and here is what I've learned. Um, and here is how you can take this and then apply it so that you don't have to learn the hard way, so that you don't have to make that same mistake. When I was getting my house, um, the, the first house that I had under contract, we went out of contract. We mm-hmm. lost contract. Um, and it was essentially because of some decisions I had made um, financially that affected uh, my credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, again, I've been operating with transparency. So all along the way, I was letting my children know what was going on with the house and letting yeah. them know X, Y, Z. And so when this happened, uh, when that happened, I was just like, okay, I've been letting y'all know the good things. I got to let you know the not so good things. Um, and I, I was very transparent and very open and honest about this, um, because I don't want them to make that same mistake. Yeah. I, I, Honest to God, I cannot remember any of my parents or aunties or uncles or anybody else ever speaking about credit or those sort of things to me when I was younger. I just yeah. don't remember that ever happening. Um, and this is something that is very typical, uh, particularly within, you know, um, our people of color, um, yeah. black and brown. Uh, those are the poverty. And so this is something that is not just you know, unique to me, but I, I have heard on numerous occasions that yeah. these sort of things were not discussed. And so, mm-hmm. um, and side note, sorry not to politicize this, but um, they don't even really teach it in school when <laughs> school is supposed right. to prepare you for life, but yeah. this is something that will in always irrevocably be connected to your life. Yes. Your credit will impact you, yeah. And so, nevertheless, that happened. Fast forward, um, God was being God. And so that even in uh, my mishap, even in my missteps, the house that we were initially under contract for was half the size of the house we ended up getting. Um, And God worked everything out. And so even in that, I could be transparent and sharing with my children like, I messed up, but God reconciled that thing. God fixed that thing. God worked it out so that we can now walk this thing out. And so I'm always looking for the opportunities to share with my children, like, hey, this is what it was in the wins, and this is what it was in the uh, the challenges. Because even in, I never lose, Ava. And I don't say that arrogantly, but I don't yeah. take no L's. And I, yeah. I'm saying that in my Inglewood dialect. I don't uh-huh. take 
I don't take no L's. And the reason why I don't take L's is because God never lose. God always win. And yeah. as long as we trust him, as long as we allow him to be God, he will take whatever the situation was, the circumstance was, and turn it into a lesson and turn it into something that it can be a livable wage, a livable thing that we can go from. And, and I say that because the scriptures are true. All things work together. What we're talking about for the good of those who are called according to his purpose is yeah. going to all work together for the good. And so with the children and being transparent, I can be transparent about my not so good decisions because God will take that and work it together for the good. And so that's what I meant by it uh, in short form, I'll say. Um, yeah. Just being very transparent and not uh, being something that uh, we just keep making the same mistake. We keep doing the same thing over again, or we live this way, or this generational curse. Like, no, like grow from it, learn from it, evolve from it, and then pass along the lessons. Yeah. Give them those tools, those keys to success, not just be a, a template or a model of, of failures, <laughs> not just right. be a template or a model of bad attitudes or bad decisions. Like, no, learn from them and then pass on that that truth of what it took for you to win. Yeah. So I hear you saying, right, one of the ways that we cultivate this this value in, in our children and in other young people is one by being transparent. Because mm -hmm. um, like you said, they, they learn from our successes, mm -hmm. but they also learn from our mistakes, mm -hmm. um, which is so, so very true. Right. Like mm -hmm. your kids are watching <laughs> all day. You know, all day. They, what you say, what you don't say, what yep. you do, what you don't do. Yeah. Um, they definitely, they definitely see, they see it all. Yep. You know, they see it all. Yep. Um, are there any other um, tips, you know, or ways that we can kind of cultivate um, that pursuing your dreams, your passions, most importantly, you know, like you mentioned, your God-given purpose mm -hmm. in, in young people and especially our children? Yeah. So, so, I mean, I'll say this too. Forgive me um, if I was not supposed to be as uh, faith oriented as I am. <laughs> um, it's, it's all right. <laughs> because if you have not subscribed to this faith that I have, then um, I, under, I, I, I appreciate wherever you are. And to that, I will say this in answering your question. We're all on a journey. Yeah. And regardless of where you are in the journey, um, do not... Uh, don't conclude it. Don't put a period. Don't uh, don't stop. Just keep going. Because when it comes to finding your purpose, again, I was blessed to have identified passion before I could even speak, before I yeah. could even walk. You know, that was outlined for me. You talked about Quran and how uh, his mom bought him a bass. My mother bought me a different instrument every year. And mm -hmm. so every year I was getting a new instrument put in my hands um and so again i was blessed to have that experience but so many of us uh have no idea all the way yeah. up through college we like going to college and you know mm -hmm. accumulating mounds of debt we're like right. i don't like even know what i'm supposed to taking, be doing. taking classes and being like i don't like this class <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i don't know what they're talking about <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, like, as long as you breathe and you're still becoming. And so mm -hmm. it's not something that you have to, like, you know, 
decide or define just yet. You just got to keep doing like think about the many people that kind of stumbled into their purpose, the the many people that didn't come into uh, who they may what they may identify as their big purpose until much later on in life. I was listening to Steve Harvey talk the other day and he talked about how he was 30 years old, mm-hmm. broke, no money. Got a phone call to come do Apollo show, and he ain't have a dollar. He didn't have a dime. He didn't have much of anything. And this is at 30 years old. Now, imagine, you know, for the 18-year-old that's getting ready to go to college and thinking, like, they got to have life figured out. Like, no, you just got to keep living. Keep yeah. going. Don't stop. And, again, like, wherever you are, there even Oprah, you know, like, we don't yeah. always have the benefit of identifying these things earlier on but time is so relative time is so temporary we are not subject to whatever timeline you know society or culture may try to project like our only responsibility is to be as um uh in tune or as uh focused as um unwilling Regardless of, you know, what may have happened with your parents or regardless of what circumstances or financial economic statuses you may have come from, none of that determines who you are. None of that determines who you can become. The only thing that determines what you eventually become is you. And this is something that I believe God has established, volition, our ability to choose, our ability to make our decisions, to make, uh, to decide our own paths. And it's something that he established, I believe, is is just as real as the law of um, gravity, Um, the law of, and I I don't want to get into too much of this, but the fact of the matter is he's not going to force us. He's not going to make us. He's not going to, you know do that to us he he gives us the opportunity he invites us i talked about this earlier that um gifts uh and callings are irrevocable Mm -hmm. when when you see that word call in greek it's kaleo and it's it means to call but it means to summons it's an invitation like Mm. he's inviting us into something that he has designed for us right our destiny is his his design but the truth of the matter is some of us don't get to experience it because we decide before we get to that point. We decide that it's not going to happen. We decide that we're not good enough. We decide that we can't do it. We decide that our parents were too bad parents. We decide that politicians were too corrupt. We decide all these different things that, that cripple us from becoming who God intended for us to be. And so my encouragement to anyone and everyone, regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of what you ha- where you are in your bank account, regardless of where you are in your relationship status, I know many of us are yearning for that intimacy and romantic relationships and things of that nature. Regardless yeah. of where you may be in your career, you may be, you know, fresh out of college, you may be in your career for 20 years and miserable. Regardless of where you are, as long as you're breathing, you are still becoming. So just keep going. Just keep living. Just keep learning. Just keep going. Wow. That's that's it, John. That's the <laughs> advice. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. No matter where you are, you're still becoming. So keep going. Yes. Keep going. Yes. Yes. And give yourself grace. 
give yourself grace. Like we have to, it, that's the thing about being a parent that I've learned. Like yeah. it, it requires so much patience mm-hmm. and so much grace. Like, oh my gosh, children would do some of the most ridiculous things. They can do some of the most obnoxious things. They can be the some of the most uh, challenging beings. Um, and we are required. We are required. This is an absolute mandate. You have to be patient with children. Yeah. You cannot cut off the circulation of their growth. You cannot cut off their uh, creativity, their imagination, and the things that they aspire for. You have to be gracious and patient and the truth remains for us as well we have to be patient we have to be gracious because we are still growing we are still learning you never knew what it was like to be a 40 year old you never knew what it was like Mm -hmm. to be 60 you have no idea what that's like you don't know until you get there and when you get there this is an entirely new experience no different from when you was 10 years old and you was trying to figure out what was going on in second, third grade. When you was 16 years old and you trying to figure out what's happening in his sophomore junior year. Like it's a new experience that you now have to embrace with hearts wide open, eyes wide open and just gracious to yourself. Yeah. That is, it's funny. That's one of my favorite things to say, even in therapy. I'm like, give mm. yourself some grace. Like, mm. <laughs> well, you know, like ain't nobody perfect. <laughs> nope. But like you said, it's every every day is a new experience. Yes. Like like yes. you said, you've never been here before. <laughs> never. <laughs> and we all trying to figure it out. Yes. Um, but like you said, God, right? Yep. It is. I mean, it's there. Your purpose is there. Yes. Um, and you gotta walk into it. Yes. Um, and and become. It's, yes. it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing. Totally. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys were listening. Um, you definitely spoke to me. I'm, mm. I'm going to go back and listen again because <laughs> you were dropping some gems. Mm. Um, thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you, Aiden. with me today and speaking. Um, thank you all for listening. Join us next time on the Value Driven Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Valued Living Podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening from. If you like the show and want to learn more, please check out www.avalblaylark.com. Don't forget to share, tell a friend, and join us next time.